this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Hey, what's up? After Buzzers, New Amsterdam, Season 2, Episode 5, The Karma Line. So many things happened in this episode. We're going to break it all down for you right now. Keep it locked. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, 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 come on, Donald. Listen, and y'all, welcome, welcome, welcome to the After Buzz After Show for New Amsterdam Season 2, Episode 5, The Karma Line. I am your man, Tyler Tyson, and I am joined by the one and only Donald Duck. No, 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 it's my man, Ricky Batucci. What's up, everyone? What's going on? Yes, yes, New Amsterdam. Man, damn! so many things happened in this episode. I mean, there's a psychopath on the loose. Kapoor's trying to figure out if he should address Ella or not. Max is trying to figure out how to make his baby laugh. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, but we'll get to all of that. What did you think about this episode overall? I, I love Max. If I was a doctor, and if I was a doctor in this show, I would love to be like Max Squared. Mm, okay. Because I just resonate with Max so much. Um, I just he just wants to help everyone yes, and he just yes. he and, and if he doesn't have answers he goes and finds the answers and he searches for the answers and he he even visits the offices and tries to meet with the higher ups to try to get things approved like doctors in this world need to be more like Max <laughs> yes they do but I loved the episode in a whole it was very touching as well as there was a few moments where it got me on the edge of my seat in anger when. Some little girl does something very, very disgusting. Oh, my God. (laughs) But besides that, two thumbs up. Yeah, I agree. This episode was phenomenal. Um, I love the fact that every episode doesn't get you to the point of tears, but it's beautifully written. Of course, the acting is phenomenal, but it does still take you on a roller coaster. But it's a different roller coaster every time. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I love. And we will definitely address what (laughs) moment got both of us heated while we were Uh watching the show. Like, we literally started sweating. Literally started sweating. So we'll talk about that later. First, I want to start things off with uh, Dr. Kapoor and Ella. So he basically, through the entire episode, is trying to figure out, because catching you guys up to speed, Ella is his son's 
I guess still current girlfriend or ex girlfriend, however they want to ex because he ran away. I mean, but they didn't break up though. He just left. Someone, uh, when, he when might come back. So, he might come back. In, in my head, when it's he gets someone pregnant and you run away, I think it's automatically. Goop, if, if, if they're on Facebook, I'm sure she will put it's complicated. So she's trying or to. Or he's an asshole. Or something. <laughs> she's trying to figure out um, how she's going to handle the fact that she's pregnant with his child. We don't know the sex of the child, but his father, Doctor Kapoor. Is now involved. He's now invested. That will be, I believe, his first grandchild. And he and his son didn't really have the best relationship. They had kind of gotten estranged at one point. So now he really, he's really, really wanting this child. But he doesn't want to infringe upon Ella's decisions as a woman to decide what she wants to do with the child. So that's where we are with this. And he's struggling. Thoughts? Dr. Dr. Kapoor is a very, um, very caring doctor Mm -hmm. as well as well as a father you know he is the person that even though he knows that his son has done multiple of like multiple screwed up things Mm -hmm. and uh, hold on i kind of feel like yes he wants to be there for the kid if she decides to keep it but i also still feel like he likes her Really? Oh, you didn't tell me this part. Yeah. You think that Dr. Kapoor likes her? He Ella. used to like her. Ah. He, he used to like her last... I don't recall last, that part, but okay. He used to like her last season. Okay. And he, I guess he got mixed feelings. So I guess... I think it's a combination of, of multiple things. I think the two heaviest things is, one, it's his kid's grandchild. Right. And two, this may be his way of... Getting closer to her after no after uh, like like after knowing he used to like her. Mm. Not saying th- those are his. Not saying that those are his two only. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Motives, or if him liking her is the only motive, or is a motive at all. But I don't know. I just, I just literally just had that thought, and I feel like that could be a possibility. That's interesting, because I, I don't recall that from uh, the first season, but... That just complicates things that much more because I feel like he wants her to have this child, one, because I don't think when you're going through the process of becoming a doctor, you probably miss out on a lot of birthdays. You miss out on actually technically raising the child. So I'm sure he feels like he can redo some things that he wasn't able to do the first time. And then also, it's his first grandchild. So that that in itself is exciting. And I do think he genuinely cares for this woman. But then when you add to the point that he... Loki had a crush on her no, too. No, not Loki. Like he told her. Well, I mean, this is just they, Jerry Springer all day. Yeah, like he, they had a thing going, like a very small thing, and it was like it ended super fast. Last, I was about to say a joke. I'm gonna leave it alone because last time the producers like didn't like my joke and they gave me this this little <laughs> exactly. So now I'm like terrified <laughs> of dropping any jokes. No, just do it. It's all right. It's over. We've moved on. Uh, we moved on. But, but I yeah. will say I do like Dr. Kapoor. I think. His his tactics are kind of quirky sometimes. He does seem a little, not out of it, he just seems 
for lack of a better word, weird. Mm. I like weird because yeah. I'm a little weird. Yeah. So I just love his approach to everything. For his sure. approach to medicine, his approach yeah. to how his interactions. He and Bloom had a moment out there in front of the hospital where he was introducing her to meditation to kind of help her get herself yeah. together because she's a hot mess and we'll address that in a minute too. But She is a hot mess. She yeah. used to get over someone and get on herself. Well, you know, they say the best way to get over somebody is to get on. To so, get under. Well, that too. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Did we just mess that up? I think I just... No, I think I just messed that up. Huh? <laughs> well... Hopefully there's no kids watching. Well, let's go to... Earmuffs. The, let's go to a land far, far away. The Karma Line. I had no idea that this thing even existed. I didn't know it was a term. Yeah. So basically, the Karma Line, which is the name of the episode, is the line where Earth ends and space begins. Um, so in this episode, there was an astronaut, last name was, uh, her first name was Mackenzie, and she came in for what they thought was just, not a checkup, but her bladder, her bladder leaked, but it was, it was nothing that they were just like distraught over. So they were kind of doing like a little checkup to see what is going on, is this something serious? Because she was due to take off in so many weeks. 56 days, I think she said? To go into space. And and you guys know that as an astronaut, they have to go through a rigorous training program. They have to go through rigorous medical um, evaluations because your body has to endure this traumatic experience mm-hmm. to enter and, well, to leave and come back yeah. into uh, our, our airspace. So... She God, that must be so cool. I, know, I always low-key want to go be to an space. astronaut so bad. I don't want to be an astronaut. I, I just did. I just want to go to space. Oh, I wanted to be one so bad. When I become a gajillionaire, I'm going to go to space. Okay, Lance Bass, you're going to buy your way in? Absolutely. $275,000 ticket. Oh, that's all? I think that's what uh, Richard Bronson, uh, his plane is, is worth. I think each seat is worth... Two seventy five. Huh. Okay. Well, the first show we booked. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um. So basically, Mackenzie, she basically uh, found out that they had a a, a worse. Not that's not a word. A worse issue that she had it was dealing with her heart. And Reynolds said that she was going to have to have surgery. Ultimately, that would then set her back. She wouldn't pass <clears throat> the evaluation to get into space. And so there was this whole big dramatic situation. Thoughts. I don't know what I would do. Like, if a doctor were to tell me that, you know, if this doesn't work and we, you could potentially die, mm. it would be a very tough decision for me to choose from. Because it's more a lot, it's more like a space that important. But what if it's your dream? Like, whatever the dream but is. But my that life you... is more important. Like, I don't yeah. want to die because of, like, the this, this, this spaceship could could crash, <laughs> could not even go take off. Yeah, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if a doctor were to tell me these crazy words, like, you could die, mm-hmm. I would, honestly, right now, in this moment, I think I would say no. It wouldn't be an easy... See, my thing is, I'm looking at it from the aspect of an athlete or someone that has worked their entire life to do whatever this thing, fill-in-the-blank thing is, whether Mm -hmm. it's become a professional athlete, go into space, be a doctor or an attorney, whatever it is. I've committed my life to this. I've worked my ass off, practicing since I was a baby, like all of this stuff, only to get to the point where it's just about to happen, and you tell me, either I take the risk and continue on what I've been trying to do all my life or I have to give it up. I don't think that's an easy decision. Just it's, be like, you know what? I'll I'll stop. No worries. No, it's definitely not an easy decision. However, maybe that's just God giving mm. you a sign. You know, these these things that, that happen that we don't like, they're, they're signs from God. Yeah. And maybe God's 
protecting you. Like, yeah, you have to deal with this, but like, maybe you're not meant to go into space because maybe something crazy is going to happen in space yeah. where God's trying to be like... He's trying to protect you. He's trying summer. to protect yeah, you. I'll give you that. I, I think about that so stuff So you would listen and be like, yeah, I'm good. I would have to think about it. I would honestly have to sit with it and be like, do I feel... Like, I would honestly just have to feel it out. Yeah. It's hard for me to say now. I, I would honestly have to put myself in the situation, put myself in those shoes and just listen to my gut and my thoughts and just ask the universe if it's meant to be. Well, the crazy thing is Mackenzie didn't do that. Mackenzie made the shotgun decision. She's crazy. She's like, oh, no, we're doing it this way. This is how it's going to go. She didn't even really consult her husband. And so uh, Dr. Reynolds and her husband, I don't recall his name, but Dr. Reynolds and her husband had a moment outside. And basically Reynolds, in his own way, asked, how could you be with someone that loves their career and their dreams and their goals more than they love you. Mm. Have you ever been in that situation? Or oh, what yeah. would you do? In, oh, well, what did oh, you do yeah. in that situation? I'm going to make a long story short. Okay. was dating this girl for, I don't know, five months, but it went really hot and heavy fast. She met moms. <laughs> Things were going great. Then all of a sudden, after going on the third month, she just started acting weird. And, and she told me that <laughs> she got... In the beginning of the year, she applied to be on to The Bachelor, and she got picked. So she went on to The Bachelor instead of me. I, I'm I, sorry. Wait. I got left for a freaking virgin. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, this is news and gossip already. How did we get here? Are you serious? I swear to God. Wow. So you dated a, a technically a bachelorette. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, she didn't go far. But Uh-oh. I liked her, and I knew that she liked me a lot too. And she chose her career over me. And how did that make so? How did it that hurt. make you feel? It hurt. Could you do that? Could you be with someone that was that? into their career again yes it's okay if you're in your career but don't hold crucial information from me like i introduce you to mom mm-hmm. and you don't mean to tell me yeah. like you have this lingering it didn't just spring about no way she knew because you had there's a whole process yeah yeah so i want to know more but we have to yes, move on yes, and this yes, isn't yes. uh the ricky show i want to <laughs> know more about this i'll tell you um so so yeah so that that was that situation and <clears throat> then we're gonna jump along and go on over to bloom we brought yep. her up not too long ago. She finally had a session with Parsons. Uh, we didn't get to kind of ish. Well, kind of ish. We didn't she get to see. Yeah, we, we didn't get to see what happened in this session. But she did have a session with Parsons. Where do you think that's going? Well, they were both in the same meeting, mm-hmm. and it was an NA meeting. So I think they have common ground here. I think Parsons was an ex. Like an addict at one point addict or something? Okay. For, for drugs. I mean, there's no other reason why That's he would true. be there. That's like, he's true. not sitting next to her supporting her. Yeah. Like, he was across the circle. So and he I wasn't feel, running the joint. And he wasn't, no. Okay. So I feel like maybe, and I and the look that she gave to him, I just think she's probably just like, wait a minute, we have something in common. I think, I feel that. They're a good match together. They are. Because they're going through the same thing, so they understand each other. Let us not forget Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown. Like, sometimes when you're two... These are doctors. uh, These aren't artists. They're addicts. They're still addicts. I know. Two addicts together isn't isn't the best scenario. I guess. So that's my only only concern. Um, There was something that I was going to bring up about Bloom that I can't remember at the moment. With the meditation? 
Or wasn't it the meditation? Oh, it was with the meditation. When she said that she realized in the meditation that she had with Kapoor outside the hospital, she realized that she just substituted uh, sex for pill or pills for sex. Either way, one of those ways, y'all know what no. I mean. She substituted sex, sex for, for pills. pills. Yes, um, and and basically, and this tends to be what addicts do: they'll trade one addiction for another. Uh, sure, sure. So, how does one determine whether or not it's an addiction or if it's just something you really enjoy? If you need it, it's an addiction. But how do you classify if you, in- if you need it or not? If you can't live without it. But once again. How do you know you can't live with Maybe I just really want it. Like, if I just really want sex in this moment, sure, I could live without it. I'm breathing. I can, right. I can go on. But I just really want it, and nothing's keeping me from doing but it. Does can, that make me a sex addict? If you can't go a day without it, then, you, then you're addicted to hmm. it. Hmm. <laughs> if you can't go a day without it, so that and means you I'm addicted to, to that means I'm addicted to water. That means I'm addicted to very, no. I mean those I mean, are essentials for 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 life. I'm talking about like sex is not like something that people need. It's a way to produce to make new life. Mm. What do you need to live? So yes, I guess everyone is addicted to water. Actually, not even everyone. <laughs> for those of you who are smart and like to hydrate, water is something. <laughs> Oh, this show just took a left turn. Okay, put it back on track. Um, The biggest thing that took place in this episode for me... Actually, before we even get into that, Ricky, tell the people more about our show. Tell tell them how they can get involved. Tell them how to subscribe, like us, rate us, all of that stuff. So, we love you. And we love you so, so much that we want to say thank you because you made us the AfterBuzz, the ESPN of TV Talk. Absolutely. So I just want to say, from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of all of our hearts, we love you. And since you are watching this, and if you have not yet, click the subscribe button below, like and comment on this episode, and since you are listening to us on our podcast, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate us five stars, comment, let us know your thoughts. We love good feedback and harsh feedback because we like to know what we need to improve on. So... We're not perfect. Nope. We want to make the show better for you. So let us know. And I just want to say, again, we love you. Yay. Come on. Well, you know, something else that took place, speaking of love and happiness and children, we're getting there. Max confronted the insurance company. And he confronted the insurance company in a way, of course, is unorthodox because it's Max. He literally went to said insurance company and met with... um, Anil and Anil was just this representative who had like a fancy title and he was trying to get him to change uh, the woman's policy. I can't think of her name at the moment um, because she basically had been diagnosed with uh, a form of cancer. She had to have a full hysterectomy. Ovarian ovarian cancer, cancer. I believe. And she had to have a full hysterectomy. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, the cancer would eat up her body. And her dilemma was that she wanted to have children. She's always wanted to have children. And her sister had said that she would be the surrogate. But the insurance company decided that they abruptly decided, out of the blue, in a day's time, decided that they were no longer going to cover surrogacies. So she's she's confronted with the issue of, do I have the hysterectomy to save my life, or do I take my chances that I'm just going to try to have this baby and outlive the cancer? So that was that situation. So Max goes to Anil. Anil says, there's nothing I can do. He brings Anil to the hospital without even telling him what he's about to do. And he confronts Anil and uh, the woman's name that I will 
pass. Um, and basically, Anil kind of like tells him off and runs out. What did you think about? Um, well, what do you think about insurance? I know, I know what you think about insurance companies. Tell these people what you think about insurance companies. I think it's a waste unless you're really sick all the time. Mm-hmm. Then, it, then if I feel if you're healthy, you don't need it. There should be a because, like, I pay like one hundred and eighty dollars a month health insurance. Yeah. Okay. And that's good. Yeah. And I'm fully that's, that's really covered good. fully. Mine is like I pay twenty dollars in like copays, but mm-hmm. I'm never at the doctor's never. office. I go for a physical. I go for blood work. I go for here and there. Like you know, I mean, un- unless you really need it, it's good. But I don't know. I just feel like these insurance companies. It's like I had a boss. I'll make a long story short. I had a boss, and I guess you can only really do this if you have money. The rich people don't really have insurance, and there's a reason why. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a reason why. Because one, I guess the top-notch doctors in the world are not covered under most insurances. Mm-hmm. They take cash only. Um, and two... They have the money to pay for the emergency. They the do. The whole point of it is, like, if an emergency arises... They we don't have the, the we don't have it. the ten thousand dollars on you know just right. in a bank to go get it. That's why you need insurance they, for they those who it. don't have it. Yeah. So for they those... have insurance on their money as opposed to having insurance on themselves. Right. So yeah. if you have money, you don't need it. But if you don't have money, then of course you need it for your health. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's there's a I contemplate should I keep mine because I'm never really sick. But God forbid it's a piece in of an mind. emergency, it's paying for a piece. Of I don't want to have to yeah. shell out ten twenty thousand yeah, exactly. dollars. That I don't have. The crazy thing is, so I, in my short life, I had right after college, I got a job with the insurance company that I cannot say anything about. But okay. um, I can say the way that Anil was talking and saying how I have this fancy title, but there's literally nothing I can do. Same thing. I, feel I had this amazing title. The pay was great. Um, office and arguing with attorneys and all, all to, like they were talking about in the show, save the company money. There were so many times when the claims would be denied and you would like, in your mind, be like, this is so bogus. But mm-hmm. what do you do with this title? There's nothing I can do. Sure. So I totally got what Anil was saying. Um, later on in the show, though, uh, Anil, well, Max comes in, he gets escorted out of the, the insurance company um, because he, of course, just showed up, didn't let anybody know that he was coming. And Anil then goes on and speaks. Max does go and meets with um, Anil's boss. And she basically says, oh, well, you know what? Because Max tells her that you are willing to pay for a procedure that's 10 times more expensive, like having a uterus transplant is 10 times more expensive than just paying for the surrogate cost. And she was like, oh, you know what? You make a great point. So why don't we just just cancel that also? And so long story short, Neil then goes, talks to a trustee, and they make sure that in this one case, and this is the thing that I don't like about the show. It's always just the one case. Like they expose the problem, but they never really fix the problem. They just fix it for this one case. I mean, they... I get what you're saying, but they technically can't. That's way too many cases. It's it's they're it, it's a show. I know it's not real life. But I want them to fix the problem. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they they did for that one person. For that one person, a TV show. So anyway, the long story short is, um, they Anil did manage to get a trustee to sign off so that um, Paz can now have she her can surrogate have a kid. Yeah, cancer is a funny thing. And while they're dealing with this, this moment is literally well say i'll save it 
we go to the psychopath. Uh. There was a psychopath running loose in New Amsterdam Hospital. <laughs> Her name... And she was... <laughs> go ahead. Five feet nothing. Her... Yes. <laughs> Her name was Psychopath Julie and... Psychopath Julie. That's... Du- uh, um, Juliet. Juliet, yes. Hashtag Psychopath Juliet. And she literally... So, Dr. Bloom was introduced to a little child named Calvin. Calvin had these hand marks around his neck as if he had been strangled. And his father and his mother both told officials that, oh, well, he got caught in the blinds. And the moment they said this, I turned to Ricky and I was like, who gets caught in the blinds? How is that even possible? Go on to find out that there were hand marks. And the dad said that he did it. The mom said that she did it. They both obviously didn't do it because the hand marks were too small. Come to find out, it was sister. And she is a psychopath because she basically manipulates situations. And she do, She does it intentionally. She's very callous. She has no remorse for anything that she does. Her whole thing is about winning in competitions. And she wins so that you lose. And she enjoys making you lose. She literally has no empathy. None whatsoever. Zero. And this... this whole storyline was a struggle for me because I absolutely love kids and I believe that kids are the manifestation of love and they have to be tainted. Otherwise, they are just the purest form of love that we can experience. And I didn't, I, I struggled with this girl because yeah. I was just like, you know what, throw her away. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that can be done. My yeah. patients can't even go through all of this. Um, uh, From tried a whole bunch of games and different things and one of the games, which oh. is what got Ricky and I heated to the point where we were literally sweating. I had to tear off my shirt. She spat in his face, in uh, Dr. Fromm's face, just to win the game. Yeah. The hell? Yeah, you know, I think that if there are kids like this out there and there are parents watching this, change their diet and see if that helps. I feel like that will do, that'll help out tenfold yeah. at least somewhat some of it yeah as well as taking the kid for therapy do not put the kid on medication yeah. that's not going to help anything yeah um yeah it was tough to see that there is such a young girl at this phase of her life acting the way she is you don't want to see that mm-hmm. especially a kid spitting in another adult's face or in an, an, another human being's face that's that's like a dis, that's that's like the the bottom of disrespect that is the worst thing you can ever yeah. do to someone like to spit in someone's face like if that was a dude, like we're fighting immediately. We're fighting. I'm punching you, the 11 year old kid, right in the face. Like no, I'm, I'm flipping over. Never touch a child. I, I think what would have happened in that moment, I would have, I would have had to leave the room. Like I would have probably thrown some things. I might have flipped the desk over or something. But that's tough. That, yeah. I've never been spat on like I that. I would have been shocked. Um, honestly, like I'm trying to give, like put myself into his mm. shoes. I would have honestly been so shocked. That I don't know how to. I don't even know how I would have reacted. I would have probably been upset. But if I'm a, a therapist, you have to have patience because you're dealing with kids that are not quote unquote normal. Yeah, and 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 so with this story, I feel like there wasn't really a resolve because Doctor From no, he no. basically core. He didn't trick her, but kind of tricked her into playing the game on what he called expert level. Yep. And with expert level, instead of doing what you can to <clears throat> make get, the person lose, make the person lose, you have to do what you can to make the person win. No, you have to do what you. 
If you make them lose, you can't tell them that they lost. That's what it is, yes. So you can't, it's not that you let them win, it's that you just don't point out the fact that they lost. Yeah. Um, and she did that. She's very good at it. Beautifully. The girl, I don't, <laughs> we, didn't look at her na- we didn't look at her name, but she's a phenomenal actress. Yeah. Like she was. She really played that role killed, really, really, like, really well. She did so well that she made the, the Calvin character seem like they literally pulled him off the street. Like he seemed like a horrible actor. Yeah. Sorry. But he did. It's okay. Compared to her. Well, I mean, she's very good. So, basically, she she did that. She did exactly what Dr. Fromm asked her to do. And then when she walked out the door and everyone was impressed, she, she like, mouthed to, won. I won, is what she Ah! Oh! And then he's like, <laughs> the devil child. Yeah, where's the music? <laughs> the devil child, right? <laughs> that part. That's yes. what that seems like. Yeah. I don't, what you- I, I, I don't even think the parents know. They At least we know. didn't. They didn't. They didn't go deep into it, it. But you, I mean, if you see, well, maybe not. I'm just saying, change your diet. It's chemical imbalance. You start cleaning out that kid's body. Guarantee you, I'm a living testament of it. You so you're saying she's your, blocked up? She's blocked up. She's had all sorts of stuff. Stop eating the candies. There you go. Well, you know, it is time for our uh, special segment. Yeah, the, biohacking. Yes. Woohoo! My favorite part. Of Same here. This show. What am I going to learn today? I am a biohacker in the making. Um, every single day I'm learning some new tips for everyone. And the tip this week for biohacking is breathing exercises. Mm, okay. It's called box breath. <sighs> box breathing is a super low-tech hack to get you from stress, flight or fight state to a more relaxed rest and digest state. You can practice this anytime, anywhere without looking too crazy. You simply inhale to the count of five. So hold for a count of five. And then you exhale for a count of five. Question. Am I inhaling through my mouth or my nose? And it then, just says inhale. Okay, so however. Okay, cool. Let's do it. And then you repeat this until your heart rate has slowed down and you're in a more relaxed state. So so for those of you who have high-paced jobs, stressful days, do this breathing technique. Like breathe in for a count of five, hold for a count of five, and let go for a count of five. And keep doing this until you feel yourself not being so on edge, not so angry. So before you react when someone makes you angry, you do this. And I could almost guarantee that it'll stop you from reacting in a way that you're going to regret a half hour after. So I have started a breathing technique from Wim Hof. He is an amazing guy. Um, I do this every morning. I do three to four rounds of 30 to 40 deep breaths. So this basically – why you want to do this, it, it, when, you, when you're breathing in deep and then you're letting out but you're continuing at a steady pace, you're releasing all the CO2 that your body has built up throughout mm, the night. Okay. And you're getting rid of all of that. And that's the bad, bad oxygen that you want out of your body. Mm-hmm. So a quick thing for the technique is you breathe in through your stomach first, then your chest, then your head, and then you let it go. So it's, it's kind of like this. So it's like... So 
So you do this 30 to 40 times, your head starts getting it all light, lightheaded. Yes. Mm-hmm. I start fitting, I start getting these like tinglings in my arms. And I hold so after so at at the count of thir- at the count of 40. So after I've done that breath, that breathing 40 times, mm-hmm. on the 40th time, I let go all the way and then I hold my breath. For anywhere from one to three minutes long. Oh. I've gotten up to four and a half. After you've let all the air. So like, and then you hold your breath. Oh, wow. And you hold your breath. That's for, impressive. However, That's so impressive. I've gotten up to four and a half minutes of wow. just holding my breath. And then when you feel like you need to breathe again, you, and then you hold it for 15 to 20 and then you, you you have to let go of it, and then there's 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 your first round. Wow. So is this something that you do when you first wake Every up? Every single morning. The moment you wake the up? The moment or like... I, I get water, mm-hmm. and then I start to breathe. I love it's it. changed my whole day. And I've, I've heard of people, if anyone is watching this, and they have chronic cold sores on their lips, oh. this person has started to do this mm-hmm. and has yet to have one. Well, you know, because it, it so I do know I don't suffer from this, but my uh, my cousin does. It's And they also are brought about by stress. stress so like too. when they're in a stressful yeah. environment, they will tend to get cold sores yep. more frequently. And diet also. So, of course, and I was going <clears> to say that this exercise is perfect tying into this episode so because they did meditation. About it. Yeah. Well, sorry. I should, but. Okay, so he's not. They're probably not on good terms. <laughs> Um, so scratch that scratch. Uh, but so uh, this, they, this whole episode, they were talking about meditation yeah. and meditation and breathing go hand in hand, hand like in that. Hand. They are so it's, crucial. Yeah. Uh, um, b- meditation and breathing do. However, there's certain techniques that breathing and meditation don't. So when you're meditating, you kind of want a steady breath in and out, in and out, in and out. While it depends on what type of meditation you're doing mm. i do transcendental okay so that basically means i have a mantra and i close my eyes and i repeat the mantra the mantra over and over in my head for 20 minutes and so i follow the, the meditation after my breathing wow and i my day has since i've started those both since the breathing thing my my days for the last two and a half weeks have been amazing let me tell you richie ricky vatucci is is goals because You've introduced me to a better way of life as Thank far you. as my diet has I'm so is concerned. I'm not at the meditation breathing okay. level yet. But you get there. I have meditated, but I have not, I guess, practiced with different styles and techniques yeah. and all of that. So I'll get there eventually. Yeah. I love I'm, it. I love it, though. I'm here. I love it. I got you. Ricky Vitucci, everybody. Got you all. <laughs> I got you all on biohacking tips. I'm obsessed with it because I'm going to live until I'm 200 years old and I'm going to die by a choice and method of my choosing. You did tell me that on the yep. last episode. Yep. So I want to ask you, speaking of death, um, Max's deceased wife made another appearance in today's yep. episode. Um, Max was trying to get his daughter Luna to yep. laugh and, you know, there was this little dialogue even though she's not there between he and his wife, Georgia. Luna finally laughs at the end of the episode when Max cracks a joke. Um, what do you think, as we get into our predictions in a moment, yeah. what did you think of... Do you think Max will find love, I guess is what I'm getting to. Do you think there's going to be a moment when <laughs> another woman will come in? Is he going to get with um, Sharp? Like, What do you think is going to happen with Max's sex life? Uh, not sex life, but love life. Another woman's there. It's Dr. Sharp. I feel like they're perfect together. Shout out to my friend Freema, who plays Dr. Hey, Sharp. Hey, Freema. 
Um, I am afraid for Max because he's still having these, he's still speaking to his dead wife and he's not going to be able to move on, unfortunately, until he lets her go. Mm. You can't hold on to someone who's not there. Like, you can still be Celebrate in her memory life and all of, that, but, yeah. but you, I mean, you're still talking to her. You still hear her voice. <sighs> yeah. Like, she's actually there. Like, that's not healthy. Yeah, I'm that's sure they'll. Not. I'm sure they will address that in upcoming episodes. I want to give you guys some news and gossip really quick, which you don't get to bring you often. But we do because the cast is finally today. doing something interesting. So speaking of your friend Freema, Freema, she posted a couple of pictures. Uh, one, it should be noted, and you will see in a minute that she cut her dreads. We'll address that in a minute. But in this picture that that's up on the screen now, she is supporting the character. Her name is e- she plays the character Evie on the show. Her real name is. <clears throat> um, Margot, she, I didn't know she was a singer. Neither did I. But apparently they're at some type of lounge. Margot is on the stage and FEMA was there supporting. So I just went through FEMA's Instagram page and it showed her supporting her her friend and castmate, uh, Margot. So big ups on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also, I think we have some more interesting pictures. This was at the event before they went inside. And that's, that's FEMA, Dr. Sharp, the shorter lady, and you can see she cut her dreads. And she's embracing her fro. It's dope. Yeah, she looks great. She looks a lot shorter than she's I a, thought, but... She's short. That's always yeah, the case. Yeah, yeah, no, she's short. Um, but she, I'm digging her style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freema, yeah. go Freema! You, you better act, because clearly this is a drastic difference than the character Huge that difference. we see on... She, and she's had those... those dreads, dreads for forever. Dreads for years. I bet. Because they were super long. And then uh, another picture is just showing her getting her exercise on, doing some form of yoga, I assume, just trying to stay zen and, you know, just in sync with herself and her body. So I just thought it was pretty dope that not only is she on a medical show, but she obviously is doing things to keep herself active and healthy. And yeah. So let's get into these predictions because it looks like we're out of time. Let's do it. Predictions. After Buzz TV predictions. All right. Give it to me. What are your predictions? So at some point, Max will realize and Dr. Sharp will realize that they're going to get together. I'm predicting that that's my end of season prediction. Okay. Predictions for next week, you know, it's just the same old drama, drama, stuff's going to happen. You know, <laughs> I hope they show, I hope they show Dr. From adopting another kid. Okay. Because I, I remember in last episode before this one, he was online filling out an application to adopt. So I, I hope to see that. Okay. You know? Well, I am going to say that I do still believe, I'm holding out hope that uh, Dr. Kapoor will, and Ella, that they will have this baby. Right. I think that's going to happen. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen with Bloom and, and, and Parsons. Max and his love life, I'm still just kind of up in the air with that. Yeah. What I'm focused on and what I want to see come to an end is Dr. Reynolds and Evie. In this episode, Why? Eve, Evie was was stuck at work. She's on this whole thing where she doesn't feel like she can leave yet to go plan this wedding. Yeah. She's stuck for another six weeks. 
I think it's six weeks, not six, six weeks. months. Um, I just think, and he's being a super I mean, nice about he's it. He's being a dope person. He's being he's me being you. with the girl. With she the- <laughs> is not going to work, people. So I want to see this she's relationship not. come I, to an I, end. I, I, I promise bye, you, Evie. she's not going to work. <laughs> bye. We appreciate your efforts, but bye. Yeah. And that's all I got. That's it. So, Ricky, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on all social media platforms at Ricky Vitucci. And I just downloaded the TikTok app as well. So if you've never heard of it, if, if you've never heard of it before please go on the app and follow me all right cool well listen there's some more goals for me i need to download this tiktok app first off i am your man tyler tyson you can follow me on all social media at the tyler tyson we will see y'all right here next week for new amsterdam episode six our founder kevin undergaro and me maria menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.